Welcome to the Develop Yourself podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software developer by developing yourselves, developing your skills, your network, your habits, and more. I'm your host, Aaron Hayslip, and today we're going to be talking to Casey Smith. Casey is a former CrossFit coach turned software engineer. Casey is a previous student of mine from the code school that preceded Parsity, which was called Project Shift. So if you hear Project Shift come up, that is essentially a reference to Parsity, except Project Shift was the in-person version. Um, Casey, thank you so much for really for taking the time out of your busy schedule. We were just talking about how busy your life can be as as a developer for for talking to me. Um, you know, I would love to get started by you just kind of sharing. I mean, I have a narrative in my head of who Casey is, having gone through you know the the, the program that I started previously, and, and I kind of met you during during that period of time. But what was kind of the story leading up to you getting into wanting to learn how to code and become a software engineer. Like how did that all start? How did it happen? Yeah. So I was previously a CrossFit coach. Um, that's kind of the career switch that happened oh, yeah. to school for exercise and sports science. Um, going into college, I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I thought, why not? That sounds great. Um, and then the switch was, okay, now that you have this degree, you can't really do much with it other than go back to school. And um, so long story short, I got connected to a gym, worked there for a couple years. um, And in those years, ownership got switched over. um, And the owners who took over really just cared about their coaches development. And if being in the CrossFit world was not what you wanted to do long term, they would help you get to the next position. And so our mutual connection is Andre Mann. And he had some conversations with me just of, hey, I see these qualities in you. Here are some strengths of yours. How about I use my resources and connections and start getting you connected to people? And so you were one of the connections. He was like, hey, I know a guy who does a coding school or a software development school. Um, how about you talk to him and see if you'd be interested? Because at the time, yeah. I had no idea what my next step was, honestly. That's really cool. I have, I have a few questions about that. Um, so first of all, you were, so this was United Fitness CrossFit. They were talking about like the, United were Fitness you, Club. were you there? I mean, this has nothing to do with coding, but <laughs> were you there when it was Iron Tribe before that? I was. Yep. So I came in. Okay. Originally. Okay. And then, you know, I, I love that Andre, who he was one of the owners, right? Eventually of the CrossFit gym. Right. Yep. And he was, he was encouraging the coaches. And I remember him talking about this with me as well, or maybe this was you, um, that, you know, the, there's the, the lifespan of a CrossFit coach. I mean, that's, that's for most CrossFit coaches, probably not going to be what they're going to do for their entire lives. Forever. Yeah. So that's, it's kind of the two options of it's a grind. So if you are a CrossFit coach, you become the head coach, maybe you program the workouts, but there's always got to be a side hustle and okay. if you want family, married, anything more, you've got to figure out more income. It's just a yeah. cap or you go and own a gym. And again, that's, yeah. that's a hustle and it's in and of itself too. Were you thinking about any of those? Th- I mean, like, were you considering, um, like when you started coaching there, were, were you initially thinking this is, I'm going to figure out how to turn this into a career or, or was it kind of always in the back of your mind that, you're going to eventually transition into something else. Yeah. At one point I was trying to figure out 
okay, this is kind of an intro into a new world, a new group. Cause I was doing full-time ministry right out of college and that's how okay. I got connected to the gym. Yeah. Um, and so at one point I was thinking, okay, do I go down the PT route? Because with my degree, again, you, you had to go either into the exercise world or you have to go to grad school. And so I was okay. thinking, do I do a year or so at the gym, pick up some of those uh, classes that I need for my prerequisites and then go to, to grad school. Okay, cool. So, but at some point it sounds like you decided I won't go to grad school or, or was that up for debate whenever you were thinking about, you know, coming through our program to, to learn how to code? Yeah. I think I realized even though I can interact with people, I enjoy people. I love people. Um, it's, I'm an introvert and it's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, when I was thinking about PT school, I don't really want to manipulate your body. Like I don't want to touch you. I just, I was out. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to, I don't that's going to be the, the preview blurb for yeah. the podcast. It okay, is. Sure. I, I don't want to touch you. Touch <laughs> you. Um, I think I could sit behind a computer. No. Um, so there was a thought of this accounting because I'm really great with numbers and math. And so it's like, okay, do I go back to school for that? Um, so the grad school wasn't off the table, just PT came off the table. So. Okay. That's cool. Well, I, so what I love about this, by the way, is I think it's, it's oftentimes that um, you hear stories of people who, you know, learn to code and get jobs as software engineers and their stories either start like whenever they were in the womb and their parents gave them like an Apple II, yep. whatever that is, you know, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> we're, we're too young for that. Um, and, and, or, you know, they started teaching themselves stuff on the side. Um, so it's, it's funny to me that like your transition from, oh, this might be a career to it being your career was relatively quick. You know, um, because I, you know, and, and I want to hear about that process because I remember, and this is so cool, by the way, I remember, um, again, I don't remember if it was you or, or Andre who told me this, but he kind of came to you or you came to him at some point and he kind of put forth, all right, hey, hey, Casey, based off of who you are and what you're good at and what you want to do, here are some, some ideas I have, or you have about, uh, career paths. And, you know, I, I remember him saying one of those was accounting. So you met with, you know, an accountant friend, then it sounds like you decided maybe that's not the route. And then, then you and I met, um, what about not our meeting? Cause I know it wasn't me, but what, what about coding, um, you know, kind of made you think to yourself, this is, this is something I'm willing to at least try. I'll, I'll go down that path for, for a bit. Yeah. So connecting on your, the transition and it really feels like two camps of you did it at age one and you were, yeah. or you started doing it yourself or took a college in class. I had no idea about coding. I didn't know how computers worked. I knew nothing. So this idea of like getting connected, I just used the skills that I already had of, okay, well, let me go and talk to people and find out what I know uh, and network with people. And so there was a few developers at the gym, few engineers who I had connections with. And so um, when Andre mentioned you, I was like, hey, let me go figure out even what questions to ask this guy. I'm going to meet with Aaron and I don't even know what I should be asking. And so 
when I talked with one of the guys, um, he honestly is the one who helped develop an app for the gym. Um, he's like, hey, so at the end of the day, computers do what you tell them. They're, you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to figure it out. They do what you tell them. You don't assume things. You tell them exactly what you want them to do. And that's how you interact. And so I was like, okay, cool. And so he gave me some questions to ask you. And then when I found out there was a prep course, I was thinking to myself, okay, this is a low stake situation. I'll pay some money to try this intro course. And if I hate it, I'm out a couple bucks, but I learned something cool. So it's kind of win-win. And so that's how it at least started down the path with you is we had a conversation about a prep course. And I was like, let's try it. And if it doesn't go well, I'm out a couple weeks and a couple dollars, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So the first time you ever wrote any code, was that in the prep course? Yeah. I, to the point, I didn't know there was different languages, um, front and back end, like none of the terminology. I had no idea. So if I asked you any questions, it was because, uh, the guy, Mike, told me, like, hey, here's some questions to ask. I was like, okay, cool. That's um, amazing. Real quickly, <clears throat> and we'll come back to this. So when when was your last day as a CrossFit coach? Like month and year? Yeah, it was January 2020. And when was your first day at IBM? So it, it kind of stinks. It might have been sooner. We had covid uh, but it was July 1st, 2020. But that's insane. You're talking about like six months, more or less, you were at CrossFit, you're, you're doing this thing. And then six months later, and you're telling me that part of that, you know, and, and I know that you started the prep course before you quit your, you know, your job. Um, but that is still so fast to, to go from that. So, okay. What were your initial impressions whenever you're like, you're in the prep course, you know, someone at some point, hopefully, maybe explains to you, hey, this is JavaScript. It's a language. You're like, cool, whatever. Because I know that feeling. And that's one of the things I always encourage students with. Like, in the beginning, this is the hardest part because you have no context. So you're just kind of blindly learning concepts. You're like, I, I have no idea why functions are useful or why arrays are useful. You're just kind of in it. What, yeah, what was your initial feeling? Was it, was it like, oh, immediately, this is who I'm, you know, supposed to be? Or was it a little slower than that? Yeah. So what's really crazy is the first time I ever code, coded was the prep course. And that was what, September, October of 2019. So yeah. the first time ever being introduced to code and what development or any of that was, it was less than a year of figuring yeah. out and getting a job, which is really is wild. Um but that first intro is like, okay, it doesn't take a genius. I, I think I just made that assumption. I assume like, oh, these people are super smart. I can never do that. Yeah. I'm thinking MIT, Harvard level, <laughs> you know, people who work for NASA. And that's just not true. It's, it's yeah. learning a language. Uh, but I think what really drew me in was it's problem solving. And so yeah. you just have to think through each step. And it's like, okay, what's the problem? Where am I trying to go? Then you figure out the in-between. And so we do that all the time. You just have to learn the language to communicate back to the computer. And so I was like, hey, I think I can do this, you know? I love that. Yeah, that there's, but there's, it takes some fearlessness to, to do that because I think a lot of people get stuck in that spot where, I mean, I have 
probably that part of my own story, right? Of, of uh, assumptions about, because I looked around when I was in college around friends of mine who were the computer science majors. I was like, whoa, I am not like that person. He or she is so much smarter than me. Um, you know, and maybe you say that because they don't have any social skills <laughs> or, <laughs> or something. I'm just kidding. But um, that that's really cool. Okay. So by the way, um, do you feel like, because I do, and I'm trying to, you know, identify what, what these things are, but what are the things that you think you possess or you were kind of made with that enabled you to do this quickly? If, if that makes sense, because I don't think all people are like that. I, I, I don't think you can, you obviously can't take anybody out of, you know, coaching CrossFit and say, cool, six months from now, you'll be a full stack developer at IBM. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of both, like something probably I was naturally given. Um, so something I was born with traits, but then also things that were over time developed. And so, um, I think naturally I just love to learn. I'm super curious. I want to know the why, the how, but I think CrossFit really helped in the sense that something you already said, it's like, you just trust the process. Hmm. So sometimes you don't really see where you're going, but if the person who's leading you, you trust, it's like, okay, I remember in the project, I don't know why I'm learning backbone. This seems ridiculous. But Aaron's saying it's going to set me up for something else that I'll eventually use. And so it's just like trusting the process. Um, Which I still get flack for. You do. Still get, fl- still get flack about back. I try yeah. to like, <laughs> when I'm talking with you, I'm like, no, trust Aaron. Um, but yeah, I think curiosity. I'm also really good with patterns. I recognize patterns. If I see something done in one area, I can kind of say, okay, that's what's happening here. I need to use it in this way over here. I can copy that. And so I think those are probably the two big ones is just recognizing patterns and just a curiosity, a hunger for learning. That's great. What was, what was the most difficult part about, you know, I mean, whether that be whenever you're first starting off in the prep course, whenever you were actually in the program, um, you know, afterwards in your job searching, what, what was the hardest part about like the, the whole learning process? Yeah, we, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I, even in the project, I had these assumptions that it was something, it was going to be something more. Like I was, even though I was picking things up, I was still missing something. You weren't shooting me straight. I'm like, hey, listen, these people are geniuses. Um, And you're like, no. But we had a conversation and I said, Aaron, I feel like I'm just copying and pasting. You're giving us these projects. I'm learning code. And then I am going and doing these evals on my own. And I'm just copying and pasting. It's like, I can't do that in my job, you know? And you're like, no, that's, that's how it works. That's how you learn. Um, and so you told me that. And then I ended up having, I don't think I ever told you, about the same week, ended up having a conversation with someone who's been an engineer for 20 years. I mean, from the start of it all. Um, yeah. And he said it without me even asking. He's like, yeah, some days. Honestly, most days it's just copy and pasting. I see someone do a solution here and I'm like, hmm, I can use that in my problem. You know, I was like, oh, great. I'm not far off. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just like laying it down and submitting. It's like, hey, you don't have to be a genius. It's not how it works, you know. Yeah, most of the time. And that's, and that's, I love that because I think, um, yeah, you you know, I I remember Sean used to always say that like good code is simple code, 
right? Like the, the, the code that you can read and most understand the quickest is the best. Like if, if you have a solution that's out of the box that no one else can understand, it's, it's usually not a good solution because you're literally writing something for someone else to read. Like you're writing it for the computer, right? But you're also writing it for humans that come after you. And so, you know, uh, oftentimes if you're reinventing the wheel or coming up with a brand new solution to something, you're probably either, you know, on the cutting edge of something, which is probably rare, or you're doing something wrong, right? Um, So if if you're looking at other people's code to learn how they, they did it, you're probably in a good spot because there's a reason why they did it like that. And if, as long as you can understand what's going on and the reason why they did it, and you can ask those difficult questions, that's usually the, the way to go, which, which is, I think, like you said, it's, it's surprising and relieving because you're like, wait, wait, there must be something missing here. I'm not getting something because this is straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's the last thing people expect software engineering to be straightforward. Straightforward. That's it. Yeah. I, and I thought that had to be the case, you know, of just, yeah. I have to be doing something different than everyone else. And it, and it goes back to what you said. And you said it one time, it's just like, Hey, if you're going to, you need brain surgery. Are you going to trust a guy who has never done his procedure ever, but he thinks it's going to work or the individual man or woman who has done the procedure a thousand times and it's been successful every single time. It's like, yeah, you're going to take the doctor that has done it a thousand times and has worked. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. We're really not usually the exception. We like to think we are, but we're really not. So it's like, hey, do the code. It's it's worked this way yeah. for a reason. It's yeah, you don't have to be something different. Yeah, that's that's really great. Um, what I want to hear a little bit more about the the process by which you got connected to IBM. Like, and I actually literally don't know the story. Like, how did you find? I guess the position, apply, get your foot in the door, get noticed, the interview process. What was that all about? Because you know, it's hard for for folks who have little to no experience to to get noticed, much less get hired. Yeah, for sure. So what's funny is, I mean, I think the really cool thing about Project Shift uh, is you all, and I mean, really shout out to Morgan for getting big yeah. partner connections and then getting us put in front of them by talks. So they would come and give talks. And so my first interaction with IBM was through um, kind of a talk that Morgan had set up. And it was with uh, James and Jake from IBM who were coming to talk to us about DevSecOps. Um, and so that was the first time I had been introduced to them. And it was funny because for some reason I was going out, maybe it was lunchtime and I was going out of WeWork, going down the elevator and they got in the elevator with us afterwards. And so I was just chatting with them and, you know, we're exiting the building, going separate ways. It was just like, Hey, thanks for coming and speaking with us. Y'all have a great day. And as I'm walking to lunch, it's like, could I ever work at IBM like that? That sounds crazy. It was like, probably not. Nah, probably not. Um, and that was kind of that. And then we get close to the end of it all. And this is probably like the end of March. And I think Morgan reaches out to me and says, hey, uh, James reached out and asked for a couple people. Um, he's looking to fill a role. I recommended you. And I think she might have said a, a couple others. Um, here's the application link to go and apply. 
And and after that, it just kind of like snowballed effect. It was, yeah. I went and apply, I spoke with James and he kind of got me in the interview process. Um, but, but honestly, I, it's, I think because of Morgan, he reached That's out cool. and, and Morgan, you know, recommended a couple people. And so, yeah. Well, shout out to Morgan. Credit. <laughs> like, yeah, she, uh, she is great. No, that, that, that's, that's awesome. Cause it is, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to go through that initial process of, of getting noticed. Um, how was the actual technical interview? What was that process like? Yeah. So kind of funny because they do their speech on DevSecOps and then they transition a little bit over into interviewing during their meeting. And I remember James saying, cause James was the line manager of the, the group, the developers and operations team. Yeah. Jake is a senior engineer. And so they start talking about interviews at the end of the talk. And I remember him saying like, Hey, I don't like doing whiteboard um, mm. interviews or on the spot like that, just because not everyone processes things that way. You know, it's like, understand yeah. some people are internal processors and some are external and you should be able to communicate what you're thinking but it's just tough, you know? And yeah. he said, I, I love to give people take homes um, because that's going to be more similar to what you do on a day to day. So that's what I kind of had my first interview with him. I had an interview with him and then I had an interview with a couple other developers just kind of asking like, what did you learn? What are you comfortable yeah. with? And then I had a take home. I had a technical interview with him, Jake, and then, the another senior developer on the team that I'm with now. And that was probably 30, 40 minutes of just them grilling me questions about, about react, about node. I mean, just the whole spectrum of things. And then uh, after I did the technical interview or after I did the take home eval, I had to present on that. And so I would answer code, explain my code. Um, And then we hit COVID and it kind of just stalled. So it was like, we like you. We want you. IBM's not hiring right now. Hmm. But like, and it was the beginning of April. That was. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Right when we were getting ready to graduate. It's kind of funny. The day we graduated. So we presented our projects. I got an email about 30 minutes after we were done. Hey, really like you. Really want you to be a part of our team. IBM's not hiring. So it was like, dang. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So that and then was- fast forward to Ju- July and you, you end up getting the job though. Yeah. I ended up getting it. So it turns out well, but in the process, I think what I really appreciated about James is he was just honest and open the whole time. Yeah. And you said it, uh, Sean said it, Morgan said it. It's just like, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Yeah. So uh, things that I really value going back to communication and trust. And so the whole time he was just honest with me, James was just yeah. honest of where they were. And he was like, look, I can't ask you to stop looking for other jobs. And if you go on to another team, I totally understand. I get that. Like you have to get yeah. your money. Um, but we do like you. We do want to hire you. I just don't know when it is. And so he would check in every now and then. Um, oh, wow. That's amazing. Every other week and just say like, Hey, do you have any questions? This is where I'm at. And then it was probably end of May, June, where he was like, Hey, we're back in the process. I've got to get you back in the system and we're going to move forward. And so, cool. yeah, it worked out. Freaking, 
Freaking COVID, man. Um, so this is James Skeen, right? It's James Skeen, yep. All right. Shout out to James Skeen. We're, we're, we're throwing the shout outs. We're in we're, the... <laughs> we're like, oh, we're just... Cause, yeah, because we, we know everyone's listening to this. <laughs> I mean, it's that's a big deal. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so what's it been like? I mean, you're almost, what, you're a year or more now into it. A year, yeah. So this month was, was a year. It's full. Yeah, full blown. Um, yeah, so the development team. So I work for a ticketing system. So it helps manage uh, service tickets, their backlogs for developer cool. and operations teams. Um, and what was really cool about it is it was a homegrown solution with an IBM. So James's team had a problem and they were kind of given the okay after they pitched an idea to make it happen. So they, this isn't something that necessarily the outside world sees, um, but it's something that IBM had a problem. Developers came along and solved the issue uh, for, for this group. And so that's what I've been a part of, but yeah, I hit the ground running. I mean, literally got thrown in. It was just like, hope you know how to swim. Cause here we go. You know, did you, did you feel like you were drowning initially? Was there a period of that or, or was it all kind of smoothly ascending? Yeah, it still was kind of getting that confidence of I've been prepared. I know how to do this. Uh, what was really awesome is the the job was a good connection for what we did in Project Shift. So uh, Node and React was like the merriment of that. And so I, yeah. had, I was familiar. I knew how to do it. Um, but at the same time, IBM is such a machine. It's so big. There was other things I had to learn too. So yeah. it wasn't just code. Um, and so that's why I think it was one of those ideas of, okay, what's the balance? Also, everyone was more senior than me. And so it was like, expectation wise, am I doing what, am I living up to that? I don't know. And so again, yeah. James was just awesome. Like, Hey, you're crushing it. You're doing a good job. How are you feeling? Is it crazy? Like, do you want to talk? <laughs> uh, and I just think that's a good leader, you know, having like yeah. a temperature check or a pulse check of their people. And so that was the biggest thing when I was looking into companies, it's like, I wanted to be a part of a team who cared yeah. about people wanted to develop its people. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can say I got a part of that part of that team. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, you know, now thanks to you, you're, you're, uh, you're mentoring our, our students with, with Parsity, which is really cool, which I, I really appreciate that. Um, before we, before we close up here, any, any kind of last advice uh, for for folks who you know might be thinking about becoming a software engineer or who or who might be in those initial stages of, of learning to code? Yeah, I would just say you can do it. Like, of course, there has to be a certain desire and a certain want, and you have to think a certain way. But if you like problem solving and you're curious and you have a drive or a go getter mentality, you can do this. And so it's yeah trying it out. So if you have no exposure, try it out. It's like, I don't know if you guys are doing some sort of prep course still. I think you are like intro yep. class. Try the intro class. Again, you're not wasting anything. If you try the intro class and you don't like it, you still learn something. Um, and then what I try to tell, you know, the students who are going through Parsity is like, trust the process. Like this work, mm. learn what you need to learn and understand this is a fire hose way of doing it. You know, like yeah. 
you're drinking from a fire hose, a lot of it's going to get on your shirt. A lot of it's going to get on the ground and you can take in a small, small amount. But you will have enough to get into the job and make it happen. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest thing is like I am successful in my career right now. I yeah. have gotten multiple raises in the first year. My team gives me good feedback. It's like this works. This is a proven process and it works. And so you can make it happen if you want it. That's really incredible. Yeah, I remember um, to that point, I think it was actually Jeff, who's a mentor now. He was in cohort. He was in like one of the early cohorts for, for Project Shift. But I remember him asking me, hey, man, how do I know if I'm any good? <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, I get it. The evals, all that. The project's cool. He's like, but I don't know how I compare. Like, yeah. how am I compared to other, other juniors who are applying for these jobs that I want? Um, and it's funny now, you know, years down the road, He's a senior engineer now at Citrix and he's like interviewing people. And it's just funny because uh, you, you don't know where the bar is, you know, and that's, that's part of the scary part. Um, and not to like say that you can coast by any means, cause it's always going to be hard, but sometimes it's lower than people think, especially for, for folks who I think are, you know, like you who are on their game on top of things and, and putting out their best uh, you know, sometimes the bar isn't where you think it is. Like you, you are doing a good job. You just don't know how to compare yourself. Not that like you would compare yourself in a way uh, like in, in a bad way, but you just don't know where you stand. And so it's great to have people yeah, like James um, or managers who are willing to be there and give you that positive feedback and, and let you know, you know, where you're at. Yeah, for sure. And um, to, I think, you know, to that point, it's like, you're not trying to stack up to be like, oh, I'm way better or man, I suck. Uh, it's more of like, do I need to perform more? Do I not know something that I need to go and learn? Um, and it's hard when you have senior people around you or people who've done it more because there's always something to learn. And so you kind of feel like, I don't yeah. know that. Once again, I don't know that, you know, but it's like, no, what you should really be doing is seeing a senior developer and, and where they're at. It's like in a couple of years, I can be there. If I'm continue to be hungry and yep. humble, it's like, I can be there too. Um, and so it's like soaking that in in a good way. That's awesome. Uh, Casey, thank you so much. I really do appreciate taking the time to to talk through these things. I think everything that you've gone through, your journey is going to be really helpful for for folks that are, are thinking about jumping into the same processes. But um, yeah, it was good to see you. Yeah, thanks. Again, it is possible, you know. Wow, I hope you're inspired by Casey's story. I again want to reiterate, she went from writing her first line of code to six months later being employed as a full stack software engineer at IBM. You can do this same kind of thing. To find out more about what it takes to become a software engineer, go to parsity.io, that's P-A-R-S-I-T-Y.io. You can find information about our online code school in addition to other resources. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Develop Yourself. Join us every week as we continue to talk about what it means for you to develop yourself so that you can become a software developer this year. 